Queer Business Success, the podcast for LGBTQIA business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, caregivers, and the allies who love our community. We tell the stories of why our businesses were formed, who we serve, our challenges and successes, and we offer sound advice to our fellow queer entrepreneurs. Our hope is to inspire, enlighten, and highlight the services that our LGBTQIA businesses and allies offer. If we can do this, so can you. We believe that we need more LGBTQIA business owners, not only for our community, but for a better world. Here's our host, Anne-Marie Zanza. Hey, this is Anne-Marie Zanza, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Business Success. I am very excited today because you are going to not only meet an incredible businesswoman, but my collaborator with Purpose Felon Empowerment, Anna Empey. So let me tell you about this extraordinary woman. So Anna grew up on a thousand acre apple and fruit orchard in Eastern Washington. While growing up, she went to farmer's markets, selling her family fruit until she left to go to college. And she graduated with her degree from a Brigham Young University in Anthropology with a minor in Communications. Since 2010, Anna has worked for and with many small businesses, wearing many hats from marketing to sales to operations to help each and every company achieve success. While Anna worked for these companies, many of them experienced major growth, achieving what seemed impossible at times. And that includes Anne-Marie Zanzel coaching, by the way. As part of the LGBTQ plus community, Anna has volunteered with Affirmation, Flourish Therapy, and other nonprofits that are here to make a difference. In June, June of 2019, she started a business development consulting agency called Business Inspired Solutions to help small and medium-sized businesses implement solutions and use best practices to succeed. Over the last four years, she's helped dozens of businesses on their journey. Anna is also president of the Kennewick Biz to Biz chapter. Anna's passion is truly to help make the world a better place. She loves collaborating with others to make their vision and have it become a reality. She's also a powerful leader who can clearly see the vision and direct biz- direction businesses want to go. She stands for what is possible for businesses and individuals. Ultimately, Anna loves having her clients and helping her clients and community win. Hi, Anna and B. Welcome to the show. Hi, Emery. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I would love to ask the first question that I've asked all my guests. So tell me a little bit about your queer journey. Yeah, so it really is related to like my upbringing because, um, you know, I was true blue Mormon, you know, TBM. If you're in that community, you know what I'm talking about. And so my whole life, it was really focused on being perfect. I spent a lot of time there. And it wasn't really, I mean, and I knew from a really young age that I was different. I didn't have a lot of language. I didn't have a lot of people around me that were examples of what that looked like. So I didn't really know what a lesbian was until high school. I knew what homosexuality was. I don't really love that language because of the trauma. With I don't think a lot of people in our community love that language. But it was really when I was in college and I really realized like, oh, I cannot ignore this part of me anymore. I can't ignore that this is, it is a piece of who I am. And uh, I did not come out till I was like 24, 25, out of college, out of BYU. It was a very 
closed-minded environment. It was a struggle there. And for a long time, I actually really believed it was not worth living. Um, I really, you know, that was what I had to face. Is it better to be dead or is it better to be alive and be gay? And I'm really grateful that eventually I came to the conclusion that it's better to be alive and be my queer, beautiful, amazing self instead of not being here. And, you know, in that time when I was in my career, I was down and living down in Utah and I spent a lot of time in us. So still in the closet from like 21 to 24 is really when I got in the trenches to figure this out for myself. So started going to all sorts of resources and looking at what do I do? What does this pathway look like? And it was really actually when I found other people who were like me, who were facing those challenges and finding pathways to find happiness. Because at that point, I really was not happy. I did not know how to be happy. And I had no clue what was the quote unquote right way. Since then, I've learned a lot. There's not really like a right way to be queer. (laughs) There is absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, Really, there's just the way that that works. And there's a way that you get to be your fully expressed self. And it's definitely been a journey for me. You know, it's been a journey I've been on my whole life. And man, I'm just, I'm really glad that I know that it's better to be me than to try and be somebody that I'm not. And I love my amazing wife. She's the best gift that I got by accepting myself. She's also my business partner. So we get to work together in our environment. And that was a journey for her too, right? And I'll let her share her own journey, but we got to go through coming out together, leaving the closet together, sorting out my religion and her religion and figuring out where we are now. And then we created an amazing business. And it seems like such a long time, but it was really only like five or six years inside that, in that pathway. It felt like a long time because there was a lot of change in that time period, like just tremendous change that both of you had to go through. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So one of my questions is that I know that you really embrace your queerness like I do. How does that affect your business life? Yeah, I would say it's interesting because when I was in more of those corporate jobs or, you know, working in Utah, I worked for tons of different organizations, right? And I was in them when I was in the closet. And then as I started to come out of the closet, that was a whole other experience. In Utah, I would tell my coming out story seven to eight times a day. Sometimes it felt like, and oftentimes people would be like, well, I just don't know anybody who's like that. So I would, it was at that point, it was a lot of heavy lifting, but I think I was doing a lot of heavy lifting just to be myself. And then finally, yeah, I also find that when you are coming out, you tell your coming out story a lot more than mm-hmm. when you are more established in your life. Like, I don't share my coming Like, I joke sometimes, like, my coming out story was, yeah, I was married until I was 50, um, left my marriage, uh, met my wife, fell in love, and now I'm married to her. <laughs> my story, as you know, is so much more complicated than that. And I think that as we become more comfortable with our queerness, that the story just, it it is what it is. And it doesn't, we just don't tell it as much. Yeah. Yeah. And we tell it to people who actually want to know the details instead of people just because they're curious about who we are and what does that mean to be gay? And um, I will say, so when when we started our business, we did live in Utah and I was really worried about how people were going to respond. And then we ended up moving to Washington back up where I grew up like an hour away from my parents, an hour from Caitlin's parents. And uh, 
you know, I was also really worried about it, but the area where I live is a lot more open-minded one, Washington versus Utah. Two, it was also right before the pandemic happened. So then the pandemic happened and then it got to a point where everybody was a lot more focused on how do we survive this pandemic? And then uh, as that has started to shift, people here where I live now and as I meet new people, their response is just like, okay, cool. And next, like, let's talk about the next thing. And I didn't really expect that that would be how it would go, but it is how it is now. And then I meet people who are like, man, like, so how are you guys so happy? Like that, I get that question a lot more versus tell me your coming out story or, you know, they don't make it as much of a big deal or they make it really obvious that they don't really want to work with queer people and it's easy yeah, for me okay. to go, okay, cool. That's your choice. No problem. Who else do you know? Or actually, who else do you not know? <laughs> I well, shouldn't and also, work too, with. I personally don't want to work with anybody that's uncomfortable with my queerness. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, I mean, my work is, you know, working with people coming out and now with purposeful empowerment, which we're collaborating together, you know, I'm purposely. <laughs> no pun intended, going after people who are are LGBTQIA plus and people who are also allies because Mm -hmm. I don't have the energy to waste on people who I try to invalidate who I am in my life. So if it's a big deal to you, then I am not the person to be working with. (laughs) We're not the right people. And it's funny because, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's actually like really powerful that I choose to be really transparent about it. One of my goals when I meet new people and it's funny because I am a little bit intentional about, and maybe other people scoff at this, but I try and figure out how can I make sure people know I have a wife and that she's my business partner as soon as possible in a conversation if we're looking at working together. Now, it's not the first thing out of my mouth when I'm meeting somebody just general networking or great, hi, nice to meet you. But if someone's actually pursuing working with me for a while, I was very direct and I'd ask the question, and you're sure you absolutely have no problems with me and Caitlin being married, being queer and working with you in your business. That's straight up. Now that was really bold of me, but it's still really great for me. And I still ask that question when I'm not quite certain, because I do not want that to ever be something that comes between me and my clients, because It shouldn't be what determines whether someone works with me or not, because I can work with all sorts of people with all sorts of different backgrounds. Ultimately, I want them to be successful, but it's not about that. And some people will make it about that. So if you're going to make it about that, you're missing an opportunity for all the other gifts and skills and talents that we get to work on together. Well, every time we, when either one of us say my wife, people know (laughs) We come out. That's our new coming out story because we will say our, our my wife, my business partner, and people automatically know that we're not straight. But it's really interesting. So when I um, started Amory Zanzel Coaching, I built my first website like a lot of people do. And, you know, of course, nobody could find it. And I spent a year trying to learn SEO. And then I'm like, uh, this is not for me. My brain doesn't work this way. And so I went and I actually looked for somebody who was LGBTQ as a, because I really needed somebody who understood the work I was doing about who understood how difficult it is to come out for some people. And so honestly, Anna's queerness was a plus for me to hire. I wouldn't, I, I actually, in my business at this point, just because it's so small, 
Um, I really, I, especially with the, the later in life coming out, I really do need to have people that are queer because they need to understand, like they need to understand the powerful experience of coming out, whether it's when you're 24 or 44, that's my VA, Barb Rollinson also came out later in life. And so that was really important to me. And so a lot of times, you know, um, sometimes what we think is a detriment is actually something people are looking for. And one of my coaches once reminded me there are 8 billion people in the world. And so the people that don't want to work with you because of your queerness or your LGBTQ status, that's okay. There's plenty of other people that do and actually maybe looking for you because you are queer. And, and a lot of times I think people forget that in business. Absolutely. Well, and it's also, I think it's like when I was first starting and I think everybody has this when they're first starting, like, Oh, I want to help everyone. Everybody. I want to help everyone. And this thing I do, I do want to make the world better for as many people as I can. And then I also realized maybe not everyone wants my help. Right. And that is a distinction in and of itself for me. So it's like, okay, so it's actually okay. If people say no to me, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And the people who do want to work with me, who it's fun, we get to be our full selves, we get to be the the queer people we are, we get to be the amazingness that we are, we get to put it all on the table. Absolutely, that's where I want to put my time and energy, because really anything that makes me be smaller or wants me to not be myself, that actually ends up hurting me and hurting them because I'm reducing myself, or maybe they're reducing themselves. And to me, that's not, that's not real leadership. That's not real full self-expression. And that's definitely not inside of what's possible. So mm-hmm. let's sign up for the other one. Let's do the other way instead. So Anna mentioned something um, which is very typical in what we do with purposeful empowerment is that you want to help everybody in the beginning. And, and first of all, one, newsflash, we just can't. And also, too, it's interesting because most of the women I work with in Purposeful Empowerment have been have been through some significant change. And a lot of times they want to be like someone helps people through transitions and they call themselves transition coaches. I called myself a transition coach when I first started. Anna, what does the hell does that mean? <laughs> I mean, there's just lots of life changes and also how... Sure, you can help everybody through any of those life changes, but which one do you really want to focus on? Yeah, getting clear, getting clear on what that actually is, actually is leverage for you to know who you want to help, how to help them. And then you're not setting yourself up for, I can help everyone. And then people aren't satisfied with the results because you oversold yourself. Well, and also too, is that what we do in Purposeful Empowerment is get you very clear on the niche of who you want to serve and where your skills are best, where your your gifts meet the needs of the world. And Anna and I are both really, really attuned to those things because it's really important for us to get you very clear about how who you're going to work with. So Anna, in your company, Business Inspired Solutions, how did you get to the point of clarity about who you wanted to work with? Like you wanted to help everybody in the beginning, but how did you mm-hmm. get to clarity? Yeah. So one, I kind of started my business a little bit out of necessity because I had no income. So I kind of started a little bit in the place of desperation and I can absolutely own that. It's not in that place now. Over the years, what it has looked like is, yes, I can 
I can serve any service-based business. So one getting clear for me, is it local businesses? Is it service-based businesses? What kind of business is it? What kind of challenges does that business have? And the way that I really started to do that is I created an offer that I knew I could sell to anybody. And then I sold it to everybody. And then I worked with them. And then I figured out the people who, okay, this kind of mentality doesn't produce the greatest result for people. So it was through a lot of trial and error, which in some ways was okay. Uh, But in other ways, the ones that didn't go so well definitely kicked me into imposter syndrome, uh, thinking that my skills weren't valuable, questioning and doubting myself in areas. So I learned actually it's better to look more at myself. What do I have to offer? What do I love giving to people and how do I love helping them? And if I frame it so I can win first, then it aligns with the people. Absolutely, I can sell it to anyone, but also they have to match with the goals with what we're up to. So then I actually can provide those solutions and it's together we come up with them rather than the other way. Yeah, let me know your problem. I can help you. Let me make something custom just for you. And that's like a little bit of a different way of running a marketing agency for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like to me is that you learned that your values, which when we first started working together, I remember Anna gave me this thing to fill out about my values. And I'm like, why the heck is she asking me this? And being (laughs) like, I don't want to, yeah, whatever. But what I realized is that knowing my values made me know exactly who I could be aligned to work with. And there are some people that just are not a good fit for me. And then there's some people that are an amazing fit for me. And so like Anna, my business started because I needed to make money. That is a great, (laughs) that is when you need to make support yourself, that is a really good impetus to get a business up and running because Honestly, you can't play around. You have bills to pay. You have to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So I, you know, really becoming aligned with knowing what I valued and becoming aligned. My values becoming aligned with my offer. That was really important for me. And so it sounds like through trial and error, you realized like what your values were and what you were going to offer and who you were going to work with. You're like what we call in the industry, your ideal customer. And it wasn't like, you know, like Anna and I, our goal is to help people save time on all this and don't mess around for a couple of years trying to figure it all out like we had to, but to really become very clear in the beginning. And there's also a secret, y'all, once you learn how to do this once, you can do it again because you're doing it again. And also too, if you decide down the road, like Anna did, um, and like I did, I could help Anna. I mean, I could help everyone. Anna was like, you know, I can help everyone too. (laughs) But then, then what ends up happening is you spread yourself too thin You work with people that just don't make you comfortable for whatever reason. And then you, it just ends up becoming something like you figure out through trial and error. But if you start working with a group of community that you think you want to work with, and then a year in, you're like, oh, I think I need to do something else. Or a year in, and you're bored. There is an opportunity because you've learned these skills, you can shift. Absolutely. Well, you said something that I think is important, right? Like, it's super important. Why did people become a business owner? 
Well, everybody knows businesses. Well, maybe not everybody knows, but in my world, it should be a given. And I shouldn't use the word should, but I did. I want it to be, I would love for it to be given that businesses exist and have a responsibility to make a profit, right? That is why business exists. So if if that's the only reason why your business exists, that's a pretty, to me, that is not going to be enough to have or sustain you or feed you for years, for 10 years, for 20 years. If it's just to make money, that's going to limit you, right? What's so cool is, sure, that may be the initial reason why you started, but when you see the depth of the real reason why, the core values, the way you want to serve people and help people or the difference you want to make in the world, then it switches and then money suddenly becomes the outcome of the result of your mission and your vision being fulfilled. You can only figure out that what, what that mission and vision is is through experimentation, doing some inner work, and really looking at like, okay, what am I, what am I working on here? Because it is, it's for me and it's for others. Right. It's for me and it's for the people that I'm providing those services to. And through the process of clarity and experimenting with what you offer and sell. And if you actually start more closer to where you think you want to be, rather than I can serve everyone suddenly it's going to be less painful for you, less painful for other people. And you're actually going to have the ability to have what you suspect your vision and mission is to be expressed in reality a lot quicker. And as a byproduct of that, you're going to be able to have a profitable business. Wow. I wish somebody would have taught me that when, you know, I was starting this process and I knew it was possible because I did it for corporations, but doing it for myself was a whole other ball game. You've been listening to Queer Business Success, the podcast that highlights LGBTQIA businesses. New episodes are published regularly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other listening platforms. Wherever you're listening, take a moment to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Are you an entrepreneur who's also queer? Want to share some of your wisdom and experience with the rest of us? We'd love to have you on the show. Just click the link in the show notes to apply to be a guest. Until next time, queer friends and allies, keep taking care of business.